Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Barrens. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Snoop Dogg, for those kind words up front. Please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, or wherever you listen. Leave a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Share with a friend. Share it on social media, on your stories, on your feed. Today, we are unpacking traveling and vacation and the differences with no COVID talk. It's beautiful. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. If you do plan on traveling, bring your hand sanitizer, multiple masks, be respectful, be safe. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy this episode. So traveling. And you know me, I I, I like to get the fight out the way. So so let, let's have this fight first. Traveling is important, but where I'm from, you do have a certain type of black or Latino individual that travels and they become even more condescending pieces of shit because their passport's been stamped four or five times. As if their ethnic studies major didn't already give them excuse to be like condescending assholes. Ethnic studies? I majored in African American history and uh I've been out the country. Have you bitch ass nigga? Like that's a that's that's a thing that I really don't like. Like I know this one dude. Like here's two two quick little anecdotes. There was this one dude that I had actually started. We started doing comedy together. He's my boy, but like him, he went to Germany for a summer and he fell in love out there and he was having the time of his life. And he went to Germany and um Paris and he fucking loved it. And it was kind of like all he really talked about. All he really talked about was going to Europe. He, that was like his. That's what the nigga knew. Then he's like, yeah, man, it's really important to get out the country. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you should travel. You should be out the country. I'm like, nigga, are you assuming I've never been out the country? I've been out the fucking country, okay? I've been to fucking Europe. And he's like, okay, my bad, bro. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, Shout out Gary Hughes. (laughs) Then the other time was, it was like, it was some dude, he said something like, yeah, man, you know, you got you got to get out the country. I'm like, nigga, I was just in fucking uh, Jamaica. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Okay, well, um, go to Spain. And it's like, oh, nigga, shut up. So that it, that, that's like a thing that gets on my nerves. Having said that, it is important for us to travel because just as bad as being the nigga that, like, left his hood but didn't really leave it mentally because he thinks the fact that he studied abroad in Spain and went to Greece is this, like – amazing thing and it's women that do it too it's, it, it's like annoying black women and latinas that are, that are like you know you got travel you don't travel you're a piece of shit you only go to nevada ugh, ugh, you're beneath me <laughs> but just as much as that you don't want to be this boring adult that's only been to vegas oahu if you're on the west coast and miami if you're on the east coast or a resort in mexico and that's at best at worst you don't want to be a motherfucker that's been nowhere. I don't have this thing where if you've never left the country, I look at you like a piece of shit or you never did some state to state travel or whatever. But I do think it can inform a person. Kind of like how being around somebody that doesn't read. Like a lot of people say that like why adults should read is because it's like uh it creates like empathy. I mean, like the obvious stuff, like vocabulary and stuff like that, and concentration. But it can affect empathy, uh, social perception, and emotional intelligence. You know, and it's like 
like reading normally for an adult is kind of like it's like the same thing as like lifting weights and going on a jog like it just helps you you know and i can't i i can only help but view travel in a similar regard you know like like the, the obvious stuff like planning a trip it gets you excited <clears throat> you know whether it's like learning breaking out the rosetta stone or just getting excited even if they speak english they're like getting excited for the new customs or like oh man i i gotta change these american dollars into this kind of money like that there's some excitement that comes with it especially if you like food and beverage if you like to cook and enjoy adult libations on a regular basis it's great to pick up something you have somewhere and bring it in into your kitchen. So that so it's like that is those are the, the those those are like the pros, I think I think of traveling, off top. But then there's like I got one more fight I want to have. There is a type of person that travels, a lot. And I just can't stand their fucking personality. It's like the type of person where like they travel. And their their entire personality is based around the fact that they travel and they think like it makes them interesting. And and I feel this way about anybody, like I feel this way about people that are just like it could be like weed, it could be comedy, it could be playing the stock market, their hobby, half a hobby, or even their job is their personality. Like traveling is their culture. And women, well, I've noticed this in some guys that are always traveling too. But I'm not interested in men, obviously. So I see it closer with the with the women. It's the type of person that travels, not for work. They're not military. They travel all the time, and they lack a sort of emotional connection. They lack a sort of empathy. They don't really have a sense of community. And I won't say they're shitty people, but I'll say their shitty qualities are more noticeable up front. They're selfish. And, I, and I'm selfish to a degree just as a comedian and a guy that wants things in a field that doesn't come easy. But I'm not a fuck your feelings kind of guy. I mean, I am on stage, but outside of jokes, like when it comes to real life shit, I don't, I'm not like a, it is what it is. But like, and that is something I notice in those, uh, in those uh, nomads, I guess you could call it. And, and I do think that's something that comes with being engrossed in a single activity. It, and like I said, it's like the same thing if your world is just cannabis or your craft or making money or just fitness in your body. Like when your life revolves around one thing, especially when it's something that's uh, very self-serving, like you do kind of have this like, ah, fuck you type thing. What I'm saying is like girls that like I've met that are just like traveling all the time, barely home, commute, like they are the more flaky, shitty people. And then by that extension, like guys I know, that are always traveling just for pleasure, curiosity, whatever, is like they're kind of like very, uh, they're very disconnected with, like they, they lack emotional intelligence, they're kind of shitty, and they like know a lot about things in a kind of broad way. Like, well, in this country they do this, and this custom is this. But I mean, it's like in terms of like what's going on in America, just being like good people, like, you know, they're shitty. Okay, fights out the way. Travel versus vacation. This is just my definition, so take it for what it's worth. Vacation is a trip where you're posted. It's a resort. It's a hotel that's near stuff. There is some familiarity with it. Like going to New Orleans. You're not at a resort, but the only convenience is if you travel with somebody you just don't like. 
it is culture there, but but I'm saying like like traveling is like going to a place where you have difficulty understanding what people are saying. Say you mean Alabama? No, like like traveling is like going like going to a Caribbean island is traveling, especially the more third worldly ones. Any place where where the currency is different, it's only not traveling when you just stay at the resort and it's a vacation. Ariel, uh, by the way, Ariel is here with me. Hi. Yeah, I agree. Like, I prefer most of them. I prefer traveling to vacation because I like to like get out and do stuff on my time outside of work. It makes me feel like really excited. Um, but with vacation, it is nice to just like have nothing to do. It's just I think one of the things you fall into on vacation on accident is accidentally making yourself a boring vacation because the goal is to relax, and then you get there and you're like, okay, now what? You know. And mm. I, think, I think it's really important to have like. Okay, you don't have to be like go go go, but like have a few things you're gonna do each day, plan around. You know, like for us, we're about to go somewhere where it's like, okay, there is a hot tub on the deck. That is one of the activities yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for us, where we're going is like it's more about the the the. It, it's kind of more of a vacation, but yes. we'll get to that later. Okay, so the the just posting in the place. Let's talk about the blue maho in the grill because i think that's a, a great example of a vacation but not traveling if you're just gonna post there because i would like the blue maho in the grill jamaica like we talked about this because like we went to the grill and ariel was not like a fan of the place she booked us at neither was i and basically we just kind of went resort hopping because the thing that was a pain in the ass about jamaica is white girl light-skinned black dude is Motherfuckers were asking us for like money and trying to con us out of shit. Like I literally couldn't walk down the street without Wagwan man. Hey, what's up? Hey, you, you like weed? You like? And it was like really fucking annoying because somebody's trying to sell you something yeah. every minute. And at moments, it kind of felt like friendly extortion. Yeah, it was kind of like implied extortion. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I didn't fuck with that. You know, so we went to the Blue Maho, right? And it's like amazing, beautiful, and like you go through like all this like, oh, that shit looks sad. And then you go through like these gates, and I had what I'm gonna say was maybe uh, the best restaurant I ever ate at. Oh my gosh, life. it was incredible! Yeah, in and they had amazing massages. Amazing massages, Chef Shane. Uh, Chef Shane made like this curry shrimp pot. They got jerk pork. It's oh my god, it, it, it's incredible. The the curry shrimp pot is like rice and shrimp together, and it's almost it's almost like a Jamaican paella type thing. I don't. I'm not doing it justice, but it's incredible. The massages were great. I had my butt cheeks felt up on. <laughs> it was, did you? Did they touch your butt cheeks too? Of course. Yeah, that's part of the massage. That's part of the massage. I was so mad. I like, didn't get an extra for that. I was so mad when like we I got that massage and like, like, that whack ass massage in Maui. I was like, yeah, she yeah. didn't touch my ass once. What the <laughs> fuck is this? She like, did. That's so mean. I know. Like. I, I hated that shit. She, but she was like, she was like all white and foreign too. I didn't yeah, like we that. didn't like that. Anyways, but that's a good example of like, okay, you're going to some place and you're posting. Yeah. So 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 back to vacation versus travel. So for me, Las Vegas is a vacation. New York is traveling. Because Las Vegas, whether it's a chill family trip or a dirtbag trip, is everything is of convenience. And it's essentially adults walking around looking to spend their hard-earned money, which is what makes me sad about Vegas. But it's like... Vegas, it's like, okay, you're going to your the strip club, okay? Uh, a magic show. Um, 
uh, casino, like you're sitting in a car table, you're sitting in a slot machine. Whereas New York, you're constantly moving. Like you're gonna have to smell some stuff that's not pleasant. You might get some attitude from somebody. Then you're gonna get lost and somebody doesn't speak English and ends up fucking your goal. Like a Jamaican, a Dominican, a Greek, anybody. And then you take your L with your little $5 and keep it moving. And then even like Times Square, the Statue of Liberty shit is still something because you're constantly moving, whereas Vegas, like you're parking yourself. And to me, that's the difference between vacation and travel. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> it feels like ESPN, right? When it's like, like it was like ESPN. It's like one person is like, "Yeah, man." So there's this thing. Like, here's my take on it, and you're like, well, "I agree. You're right." <laughs> yes, I'm not saying like disagree with me. I'm just saying like you got more. Yeah. The, the show is called Let's Unpack. This not yeah. like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Ariel's high. If you guys can't tell. Um, well, I would say that my favorite types of travel vacations are not in the U.S. They're like somewhere else, and so then you get to like see a lot of cool shit while you're out there and try new things. So I want to get this one out the way. Mm-hmm. Canada. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but let, let's just get to it real quick. Is Canada vacation and traveling? Because we did go to Vancouver and I got my first album out of it. And you got to go see uh, the other offices of where you worked at the time. I think it depends where you're going and what you're going for. Like, I mean, one could even say like, Okay, Hawaii could technically be like travel if you're like going all these different places and hopping islands, or it could be vacation if you're just staying in one place. And then like the same time, like Canada, it's like, yeah, I think when we went, it was more like, okay, business, like travel. And then if you go to like Banff or like one of the like ski lodges or whatever, then like you're not really there just to travel. You're there to like vacation and do your activities. Okay, that's good. So Hawaii. Okay, so I don't feel like you need to like hop, like island hop in order for it to be travel, but I feel like you gotta go around the island and you gotta do like you need to get in that fucking water, obviously. Uh you gotta go to the top of the volcano. You gotta you gotta do some sort of hike. You gotta walk through some like jungle or rainforesty area. You know, like you gotta like really do some activity. And, and, like, and like not just water activities, you gotta like go. Cause like you're on an island, you know what I mean? Right. You gotta like experience the island. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's like, I think like there are some places you literally can just show up, you walk into the entrance of the resort and you never see anything else but the inside of that resort again. But personally for me, that doesn't, that's not as like attractive or appealing to me because I'm like, okay, I have like a fancy like ensuite bathroom with like really epic shower head for like, <laughs> People are thinking I'm talking about masturbation. <laughs> but I mean, the kind that's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know head. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, you have that. And then it's like, okay, four days go by, five days go by, so great showers. You know what I mean? It's like, you just get bored. Yeah, and you could get like a, well, I mean, the, the interior does matter to me where mm-hmm. I stay on vacation. Because it's like, I don't, I really do hate when I'm on vacation and it is a shitty interior and a nice place. Yeah, you've made that clear. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, they don't know that. So, <laughs> so, so there's that. But I mean, yeah, it's like you don't want to, you don't want to, because I mean, for me, like the way I would, I like to do a Hawaii is I want it to be half vacation, half travel. Yeah. I think I actually prefer more vacation in Hawaii, but like a vacation with like just a little bit more adventure. Like, like, okay, the resort offers like a tour of the coral reef. Yeah, I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care about 
all like going to like Tamara's liquor store and getting a pokey there. I'm like, okay, that's like nice once, but it's not like that's what I'm there for, you know? Well, no, nobody is. That's yeah. like threes though. Threes is good, but that's still like a stay, stay and eat kind of place. <laughs> I feel like you just kind of want to shit on Tamara's. No, I like Tamara's. Yeah, but it's not like. No, no, that, that that's not what I'm talking. I mean, that's like 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 a local thing, but I'm saying like when you're really really traveling around. Yeah, I don't need that. Now let's get into traveling for sex. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna do the whores, then we're gonna do a uh, hostel, and then we're gonna do sex resorts. Three parts. So let's start with let's start with the whores. So there are guys that travel to a place for sex, like Patrice O'Neill. He would talk about going to Brazil to fuck hoes, and then he and his comedy change. Because he didn't want to be on a 12-hour flight to get some pussy because a plane might crash or AIDS and he's fucking around in a third world country. L listen to Black Phillip if you want to hear more like firsthand about that. But so I know some brothers, especially in Oakland, that go to Brazil, Mexico just to fuck a bad Latina broad that they either couldn't get where they live or would be too expensive if we're talking sex worker. And let me just say say off top, relationships relations between men and women are bad in the Bay Area. And between like niggas and women is terrible. Cause like Bay Area niggas are like retarded and don't know how to talk to women. And and in all fairness, women in the Bay Area are very difficult and stuck up. Just to get that out the way. I'll unpack all that in a different episode. But so I know these dudes that travel to a brown country to fuck, which I guess like the white guy version of that is Thailand, but that can get a little dark because they'll go to do some like illegal shit, like you know, mm -hmm. fucking kids or some weird shit. Mm -hmm. I have a story. Because if the, you, you got a story for that? Yeah, when I was in Vietnam, I was with, I, so I was in Vietnam like as a like college student. I was like wrapping up my study abroad in Australia, and my friend who had been studying abroad in China, um, we decided to meet in Vietnam because we we're like, okay, this place is awesome, so much history. And then um, when we get there, like we're in the main kind of area um, near the hostels, but no hostel sex, <laughs> we're not there yet. And then like, as we walked around, we see all these like restaurants with like dudes that look like our dad's age, like, and then they're like surrounded by these like tiny young, like Vietnamese women, just like, just like they just have their hands all over them in, at like 4 p.m., you know, like outdoors. It was just like, ooh. It was very, very hostile. Like, yeah. did you kind of question if they were like under eighteen or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know dudes that have like, I know one guy. He told me about fucking like a underage chick in Brazil. She was like sixteen and he was like twenty something. Oh. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't find it, but it was something like where it's legal there, or like it was like, because like in in New York, you can like fuck a seventeen year old legally. That's why when people like get on Jerry Seinfeld, it's like Jerry's like, "What? Blame the governor!" Like, because <laughs> Jerry technically didn't break the law. Yeah, I, and like actually, there were like whores that they ran massage parlor in Vietnam in a different city, and we were like so stupid. We just like booked massages, like thinking we would just book it. I knew enough to like put my money underneath my body so that I didn't get jacked. But like then at the end, like I paid for the massage, and then like a swarm of them just like came around and were like more tip more tip more tip no it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough they don't like they don't treat us right here they don't treat us right and me and mo was like oh we gotta get the fuck out of here so sex tourism is i mean you experienced the culture of sex tourism j just in that mm -hmm. story with the tip is 
So my so my take about traveling for sex, I mean, I already feel like paying for sex is kind of sad, unless you're like a powerful, rich, or famous man, and it's just more efficient. But at that point, you're in the escort that provides an experience tier. I think anything that numbs your emotions and is on the extreme side is bad. Having said that, I'll never bl blame a guy for paying for sex here and there. Because I believe every man should fuck at least one woman he's surprised would fuck him. I believe it's more rewarding if you get it through game or going to the gym and dressing nice or right place, right energy. But I, I feel you end up a weirdo if you, if you don't have that one girl. That being said, that being said, sex tourism makes me sad for the man, for the woman that's hopefully not being human trafficked. It's some sad shit, especially the more we know about human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Like in the 90s, I, there's like a scenario you could put me in where I'd be like, ah, man, I've been on a dry spell. Fuck it, I'm going to go fly down here and like pay for some sex. And then now it's just like, as a guy born in the 90s, I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, it's like really sad. That's a boner killer. It is, yeah. But I mean, what I'm going to say is like for any guy that has not gone and traveled to a place for the sole purpose of like just having like fuck fest for like, you know, two and a half weeks. I would say be aware of what you're getting into. Definitely like read up on it. Like if you are going to like make that trip to, to Brazil, because I do know we do have some introverts that uh, listen to this pod and uh, <laughs> want to do some things uh, with their wow. dick that they haven't done. So I'm going to say really read up on that shit. Know what you're getting into. I need to see this letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lyle, I'm an introvert. There's some things with my dick that I want to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you can kind of tell by how they reach out to you about like a subject. Like you could like if, if I say something on a pod and like it's it's like the same thing with a set. Like what somebody's got for my set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What they identify with. That's funny. But so anyways, what I would say is like if you are like if you're a guy that hasn't done it, I would like really like look into it and like, OK, what am I getting into? What's like what are like the laws out here? And if you do care about like women being trafficked, which I hope you do. But even if you don't like look into that shit, because even <laughs> even if it's not for like your own moral compass, just for the sake of you getting yourself in trouble, something that could bite you in the ass later on. What I gather from the guys that do do it is like they really do have like a system. Mm -hmm. Like I got one. I'm, I'm actually he actually might come on the pod later, but like, um, I, I don't think he'll do it. But he just got done going to uh, Colombia and he like went on a bunch of dates and like what I gather is with the in some of like the Latin American countries is that the sex is kind of like implied and it's not as uh, clear cut as like hey you um here's some money suck my dick. But it, it's kind of more like it's kind of like how like on like the on like the Sopranos or something like that. They never say like yeah yeah take them out unless it's like higher up. It's always kind of like I just want to make sure they'll still stay quiet. I just have mm -hmm. concerns. No no I'll, I'll handle it. Okay and then and then that's a hit. But it's right. not explicit. And that's how I gather that like sexes in some of them situations. Right. So you know. It, like, if you're not going to have morals, have a brain is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't choose two struggles. Don't, don't, be, don't be double empty. That's funny. You won't be a sociopath. Like I, and I'm not saying, like, be paid for sex. 
that makes you a sociopath. I'm saying like, you know, do it in um yeah. if anything, like fucking do it here. <laughs> you know. No place. So here's the one other thing from traveling and uh paying for sex or implied payment. Um I got this from uh, the the Coon News outlet, <laughs> otherwise known as Vice. <laughs> oh, I, I know they do a lot of bullshit journalism, but like, indulge me here. So Raquel Rosario Sanchez, a feminist writer and PhD candidate with the Center of Gender and Violence Research at the Univers University of Bristol, explained that traditional sex tourism is often fueled by racial fetishism and imperialism. Quote, you're singling out a particular, I know she's British, but I'm gonna say it how it feels. <laughs> You're singling out a particular destination with the intention of paying locals for sex to satisfy a fetish, she said. That throws into the mix a whole set of dy dynamics which problemize an already unequal relationship. Huh. Care to unpack that one, Ariel? Oh, okay. Well, back in colonial times, uh, men settled uh, nations with their dicks and so she's basically saying men are still doing that they want to go out and conquer and i would say there's an analogy that women do specifically white women where they kind of men conquer with their dicks the women conquer with their titties okay because they just want to nurse the world you know? <laughs> <laughs> so they go out and they try and take care of all of these brown nations just like you know? Okay, so you basically saying it like, and, and this is like in millennial terms, so because like we're not like storming any like beach with spears or guns, oh, right? Yeah, or, or yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're not going up to to some island with a musket. But we, what we will do is this kind of goes into like, uh, as you say, white women with their titties, meaning breastfeeding, and basically being like, oh, I'm gonna hold these African babies. Oh, yes. I'm gonna help. And then with the men, like, all right, I'm going to go here and, like, fuck these women. Exactly. exactly. But, is, okay, is that mutually exclusive, like, a white thing? Because I was just talking about, like, black men, especially, like, a lot of them in Oakland that I, or, like, a handful I know that just very casually talk about going down to, like, Brazil. And, like, well, is I, that the same thing or is it different because it's white men's I think it, I think it's not the same thing because she's tying it back to colonialism, which is, like, specifically white people. And so it's, like... Yeah, you could say like Americans, but even still, it's like black men aren't aren't like at the top of the food chain in the United States, and so like we are the hunted. Colonialism isn't really something that they are able to do because they don't. Colonialism implies there's like some all powerful homeland, and like for black men, that's not America because they're not like. Not oh, it doesn't exist for us, and yeah. it's not in Africa. And I don't even know if Africans feel that way. You know, it's not Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta is, uh, you know, it's Atlanta's our San Francisco. Yeah, Atlanta is black people San Francisco because it's like it's got a big openly gay uh, black population. Sex work is real big. Whereas like sex work in like San Francisco is just kind of like or Portland. You you SF Portland, you know, you could say and black people have Atlanta where it's like eh, I'm gonna fucking you know not shave my armpits, but then I'm gonna cam and fuck a dildo for five dollars on my patreon yeah. whereas like you know magic city is like them bitches are dimes <laughs> you know right and, and, and then like food scene entertainment you right. know so, i yeah. think that there's maybe a, a like 
what she's talking about, like colonizer mindset or whatever, having a fetish. I think you can have a fetish with it being colonizer mindset and without it. Because, mm. like, I mean, you mentioned black men going down to Brazil where there's like a lot of black women. So it's like, it's not necessarily I, like. I don't know if they're fucking fetish. them though. No, no, I know. I know they are. I know they are. But. Yeah. But I'll say, like, for, for like the black men that I know that are doing that, it's more so like. Just like an attractive, like regular looking Latina woman, woman like that's like, oh, she's she's good looking, but it's like it doesn't stand out. But she's like, yeah, she's good looking. Like you could put her in any uh, episode of um, a TV show. Yeah, I guess like because she mentioned the power dynamics, and like you just have to look at the power dynamics and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, I'll say what it is with the black men and. What did, did I hear to talk about? And Patrice did talk about this when he talked about his Brazil trips, but also with the niggas I know in Oakland is what it is, is like they say, yes, they're not difficult. They go along with things and they are very, very accommodating. And it's like what you don't get. And what I hear from a lot of these men is like, I could never fuck with a woman with an American woman because they are not. Uh, they don't know how to be submissive to a man in a certain way. And the way they say it doesn't sound as bad as the way I'm really relaying it most of the time, but but that's essentially what it is. And like, there's like this, like one nigga says something to, me to the degree of like, I mean, white boys can go get an Asian bitch like that, whereas like we, you know, they scared of us, so you know, we we can't get it like that. But then they can get that thing, and and then it gets into like some hotep shit where it's like yeah. American women are like kind of polluted and whatever. Yeah, it's like more like gender dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and then, and to, to un unpack that on a deeper level, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but basically, is black men are kind of like throughout like the course of every other day, like we, it's not that like we're submitting and like we're, we're giving up our alpha domination or whatever, but it's like we're put in uncomfortable positions if we switch from different worlds, you know, and it's like okay, when you come home, you want the woman to be like. You want to be like the king and you know i mean not just black men like latino men white men feel that too but so that's where some of that comes from the the brazil sex sex tourism yep and it's like you're renting a girlfriend <laughs> but 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 yeah i do think like yeah you can't compare a nigga wanting to go to brazil uh to like fuck women easily and not deal with bullshit to a white guy going wherever the fuck he wants, doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> I don't like those two should not be compared. Same the same way with like uh with anti-vaccine. I don't think like a nigga that listens to Dr. Sebi, Dr. Umar, or whatever, and is just very weary Tuskegee experiment and everybody he knows ain't fucking with the vaccine should not be compared to like, you know, some like minivan mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Sunflower and and um help corn me corn sunflower <laughs> and cornflake won't be cornflake all the time sounds like a country nigga name like like Joe Biden was supposed to like like well see corn pop was the older brother cornflake was the little homie like, uh, did I mention little high <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry it was very cornflake sounded like a good name for me <laughs> all right uh let, let, let's move on to to a uh, a little bit lighter side of uh sex and travel. So outside of paying for sex, let's get more into 
the idea of traveling around implied sex. And I don't want to talk about middle-aged white people from flyover states on a freaky cruise. Let's get into people in their in their uh, mid-20s to late-30s, millennials, that want to do some ethical fucking in a place they're not from. Let's start with hostels. I feel like it's people to go to hostels for the purpose of fucking. Because hostels can, like, because I've done sets in hostels in LA, and there's one in SF, but LA has a lot of hostel shows. And hostels are kind of like a UN of young sexual energy. <laughs> so true. Let's talk about hostels. Because you've been, okay, so I stayed in, like, I actually stayed in one hostel, but it was in LA. And if you're staying in a hostel in LA, it's like, it's more, le and it was like on the UCLA campus. And it was, I was in between places I was living. So I was like couch surfing until like I found my next uh, apartment. And I had like an audition or whatever. So that's why I didn't go back up to the Bay. But the bottom line is, is I was, it was fucking terrible. Like <laughs> it, it wasn't fun. You go in and like most of the people there were like American or Chinese. So like they're there for school or business. Right. School is business. And it was, it was fucking terrible. There was like this one girl like her her phone uh she had like an alarm and it was just going off all night and i was talking out to people like what the fuck and it was like 3 a.m they're like yeah i guess and nobody wanted to wake her up and she just sleeping through it and like i i wanted to pour hot water on her face <laughs> i wanted to waterboard her like a fucking terrorist that she was in that moment <laughs> i didn't say what ethnicity she was but you can probably guess it wasn't middle eastern by the way but <laughs> <laughs> that was a little racist <laughs> so then uh and then like i went to the bathroom and it was this black girl right american and of course and <laughs> she was like i was like just taking a pee washing my hands she's like hurry up she's like hurry up i really have to go okay and then i was like just rushing out she's like oh didn't even leave didn't even put the toilet seat down i'm like well that's what you get for rushing bitch i didn't say it but i felt it so I got one hostel experience and it's like fucking terrible and I didn't even want to do it. I would have rather like slept at Union Station and pretended I had a bus. But I do notice that there is like a sort of kind of culture around. Um, I think people, I think guys go to hostels to try to fuck. I do know like a, a 40 year old nigga that was doing that. I'll get into that later. But talk about uh, sexual energy around hostels, Ariel. Okay, so when I went to Thailand, I went by myself, and it was, like, I, I was, like, I had been single for, like, six months or maybe a little bit more than six months. Um, so I had some um, good single sexy energy going on, and then went to... What was your single sex, your single sexy energy? Um, just, like, you know, you're just, like, more open to talking to people and, like, entertaining a little bit of bullshit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like... I went to Thailand and I stayed in a hostel that was like kind of near the partying section of town. And like that afternoon, we kind of like met up with all these. We like I met some other girls who were staying there. They had met some other guys who were staying there. And then by like 7, 8 p.m., it was like, oh, we're all sharing a beer together. Oh, we're all playing this game together. Oh, like people are starting to sort of like hypothetically pair off like not actually leave and pair off but just like the, the sexual tensions is building you know what i mean and so like it's, it's, it's <laughs> like it's like in class it was like you got a group project yeah but the the sexual hormones kind of dictate the partners yeah exactly <laughs> and like there's like always like one really hot like 
hot girl that like all of the guys are like, oh yeah, that one's totally mine. And then they slowly realize like, oh, probably not, you know? <laughs> and then like, um, that's on national geographic a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or if you've seen, um, a beautiful mind, it's like the game theory thing. Um, in a beautiful mind, he has like this theory that like makes him a genius about how like if all the guys fucked the one hot girl, then none of them are gonna be satisfied. But if one guy fucks the less pretty girl and the other one fucks the hot girl, at least one of them will be satisfied, and that's better than zero. And like that's like his genius. Mm. Anyways, so there was a lot of sexual tension building, and then you go out and party, and then you come back and you're drunk and then high, and everyone wants to make out with people, and then you know things start to happen. Okay, so, because me, like, th this is, like, one thing where I kind of do wish I, I like, because, like, all my, like, early, mid-20s was just, like, comedy, 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 and a little acting. So, my shit is just, like, ugh, like, like me, I can't get pussy a certain kind of way that other <laughs> people can, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I'm too, like, I'm too accustomed, like, pulling up in a club with, like, Will and Ralph. Or, like, just getting off stage and getting it how I get it. But for a guy that is looking to stay, like, at a hostel, if you're a, how do you get pussy staying at a hostel if you're a guy? Like, what would your advice if there's some guy listening oh. to this and he's like, man, I just want to travel and I want to meet some people. And, you know, it's like, I, I've been thinking about a hostel. How would you tell him to get ass at a hostel? And also, like, the I know there is creepy guy culture at hostels. Yeah. Absolutely. Like there are guys that go there with shit like it's like, well, nigga, I can I can afford two hotels, but nigga, I want some pussy. So Okay, I've got two things to say. Yes. The first one is about how a guy can like get a girl at a hostel. And the answer is it's very easy. Um when when you like basically towards the end of the day, people are starting to get back to the hostel after like whatever they've decided to do for that day. And you just kind of be like, hey, like I don't want to go for a drink, get like a crowd going have a destination and then kind of just feel out the situation between all the other girls there. And then like, just kind of plant seeds around. Are you saying cast a wide net? Yes. Mm. I'm saying cast a wide net because like people are going to be like, for all you know, they already had their little hostile hook of the previous day. They're drained the juices. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they drain the juices. Yeah. I hate when a woman's juices is drained. <laughs> and then like, there's others where it's like, Oh, they just got on vacation. They're like, they're ready for it. You know, like this is their first big day. And so you got to kind of feel out the energy and then also just be like, if, if you can see that there's like multiple guys on one girl, just let it go. Mm. Cause I think guys are just programmed to like want to compete with each other, but you're going to, if you really, your goal is to like hook up with someone, let it go. I'm not like that. Cause I come from like a lot of, like, like I said, like Oakland is like, it's a lot of niggas that don't know how to talk to women. Mm -hmm. Like, they talk about, oh, E4, oh, that's a game. It's like you niggas don't have game. So, it's, I, I mean, with, with like a, a regular, like, hood rat bitch, sure. But I'm saying, like, with, when it comes to, like, women that are not of your same background, hell no. So, the thing that I would see a lot is women get crowded, and I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Because right. then it lowers your stock when you come in. Because then you're like, all right, that's, I mean, fuck even competing with the other guy, just a man approaching a woman is just like you're putting yourself out there and it's like okay what the fuck can you do <laughs> that's true and like i feel like the other thing you mentioned was the thing about like guys going to hostels just like creepy guy culture at hostels okay let me tell you a story when i was in australia i went i traveled like with 
seven of my closest friends. It was a huge group. And we went to like the Great Barrier Reef. And then we went to the like forest and all in this kind of rural area. And at the hostel, there was a guy who had this fucking parrot on his shoulder. He was one of those parrot shoulder guys. And, you know, usually when you're talking with people at the hostel, like shooting the shit, you just will say like, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? And instead of answering where he's from, he said, I'm actually transient. (laughs) And I was so grossed out. Me and Jill, my friend, we just like looked at each other and we're like, wait, wait, where's this guy from? Somewhere in Australia. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But he didn't have, he didn't even say like, oh, I'm from Sydney. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was just like, I'm transient. And it's like, oh, you just, because like you can look pretty scrubby in a hostel because you're like on an adventure. But then when you admit to being just straight up homeless, it's like, oh God, like that matted hair starts looking different. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this guy. And so basically, and he had himself like a good adult job. And long story short, he was like, he's like 40. And he told me stories about him hooking up with girls in their 20s and hostels. And he was like, yeah, it's so easy to meet people. And And he's like, white dude from, white dude from Kentucky, actually. Mm -hmm. Straight pussy hound. And he actually had me go on a double date with him one time. He, he like, met some girl off, like, some website. And the girl he had was, like, more overweight than he preferred. And he was like, hey, can we switch? Because, like, I did. I was like, oh, dude, I don't give a fuck. I just came here for a free movie. Like, and I'm, and I'm like, 21 and bored. But anyways, is, like, yeah, he did that a lot. And then I'm, like, a guy like that. Like, okay, he told me about his successes. But then I'm, like, all right, well, like, there's times that there are women that were like, ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I see what you're trying to do. It's creepy. I don't like it. And yeah. So he waits till they're a little bit too drunk. I don't know about that. I'm not going to put that on him. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to say is like, okay, he's like in his late 30s, early 40s, and he's staying at hostels. And he's like in these places for, for business, but and he's choosing to stay at a hostel for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. And he's like, and he's like a guy that keeps himself in shape. Like he, he looked like, like he could be like when you meet like a like acting teachers where those guys. It's like the men and women where like they're on the older side, but they clearly like eat at Whole Foods and fucking work out. You know, five six times a week. He was like that. I have another creepy story. Go ahead. Yeah, tell us the creepy story. Okay, so I was in Cambodia, and like just for context, like Cambodia is very very inexpensive. Um, it's like very like. You can afford a night at a hostel for like five dollars. Let me ask you: Is it like because that's like why, why I would never fuck with a hostel while traveling? Because there's a certain the same reason why I don't pay for pussy. Like I never would is because it's like it's too many people walking around with fifty dollars. It's too many people <laughs> walking around with five dollars. You that's know what I mean? That's a great way to put it. So, but but so I was um, grabbing a bite to eat at this like food stall that was pretty close to the hostel I was staying at. And the hostel I was staying at was pretty nice. Like it wasn't, it wasn't too gross or grimy. It was pretty like, it was very, very clean. Um, but I went to this like food stall and I'm eating soup and this guy behind me was drinking a beer and he starts just like talking like at me. And he was started saying how, yeah, he got kicked out 
of some place and he lost all his money and now he's been sleeping by the river for the last like week and i was like oh my gosh like you have been sleeping by a river when hostels are five dollars a night and now you're sitting here drinking a beer like that's disgusting like you're a disgusting person he was from south south africa was he white or black white of course and bloody kaffa and he was drunk as hell and sleeping by the river in cambodia it's like oh my god like what bad life choices you've made i mean and that's like like I, like i do think people that are like just kind of travel maniacs like younger people are going to be on like the shittier side even if they're not drunk by the river older too yeah but i feel like i'm sure it started when he was young he was like in his 40s i'm sure it started young yeah i think he probably went for like some drinking and sex trip and then just like you know he's an alcoholic so he just like couldn't make it back but it's like people like that if they don't open their mouth they fit in with everyone else because they're like white essentially so, so, so back to the, uh, I, I, it's getting a little sad now. Let's bring it back. Okay. Sorry. So back to the, <laughs> it's fine. I thought you were going to tell the story about, about your uh, hookup with the hostel. Oh yeah. I hooked up with someone in Thailand. That okay. Yeah. 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 Let's get into like that whole night. That's like Ooh. happy shit. We went out to, with a big group. And this is like, for you guys listening, this is how, like, take note with this story. This is how you can get some ass to the hostel. Go ahead. We went out with a big group at night to the party street. We all got drunk beforehand. And as soon as we got to the actual street, I lost like everyone. And it was just me and this literal child. He was like 19 from France. And we just partied on the street and like, um, and then like we inhaled. Did you kiss him? No. Um, the French they kiss a lot. They do. Well, maybe on the movie. When you say you say a French child, that's also kind of like a thirty-five well, I, year old this man. Isn't the person I have with. No, I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, like with the French, it's like they're like, Ooh, what is age? We have more mature. <laughs> no, he looked like a kid. I got but, you. Okay, partying in the street. He's like a rich kid, but yeah, he. Um, so we look. We uh, got those helium balloons. Not no laughing gas, and like it's like illegal, but you can like set them. Can we move forward to the hookup? Okay. Then we left, went back to the hostel, kicking it. Everyone has come back from their night out partying. And that's when, like, people were already drunk and then just, like, flirting with each other. And so I was flirting with this guy. And where was he from? England. Mm. Do you know what part? London. He probably said that to be quick. (laughs) London, she she won't know the difference, mate. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean... I yeah. think he's actually from there. Okay, he's from London. <laughs> oh, so, okay, big city, nigga. Okay, yeah. keep going. And what ethnicity was he? He's Indian. Oh, my goodness. A lot of <laughs> British Indian. That seems like a lot more pleasant than the Indians I deal with. Oh, <laughs> see why you... oh come on! <laughs> it's a comedy podcast! It's the reason I click comedy and not uh, culture, so I don't have to be accountable for the fucked up things I say. Anyways, Indian dude from London. You guys are flirting. Then we made out. And then we went up to the hostel room, and then we were sharing a bunk, making out some more, and then we went to the bathroom and went in the shower. Okay, you you miss. What? 
Okay, you're never going on my podcast again when you're high. Yeah, yeah, you're never coming on here again when you're high. But no, you the the shit about the guy that was like watching y'all and following y'all, the creepy dude at the hospital. Yeah, so when we went into the, I know your shit better than you do, nigga. I didn't realize that this was the point you wanted me to get to. Well, no, it's part of the story though. Yeah, it is. I was just like skirting over it, but because I was embarrassed. But like basically, like while we're like about to go into the bathroom, nothing's like happening. All of a sudden, this like weird dude from Germany was like right there and I'm like dude go away <laughs> and he keeps trying to come into the bathroom we're like go to the other one like goodbye and yeah it was really weird so I know never mind I'm not gonna tell that story um because it, it was a secondhand story so so I'm not gonna do that okay fucking up. so that's kind of so, so what we learned for if you're a guy traveling and you're going to a hostel and you want to get some ass, cast a wide net, talk to a lot of people. It helps also to come in with good single energy. If you're fresh out of a relationship or you've been dry too long, don't come in with that desperation that's eventually going to turn into being thirsty or creepy. Don't come in with, I just lost my bitch and I don't know where I'm going in life. Come in with good fucking single energy. Like, get Ooh. you. Get your sad shit out the way. One more thing. Yeah. Don't get so obsessed with talking about other people's accents. Like, it gets old really fast. And I've seen guys be like, oh, my God, she says it like this instead of that. <laughs> and it's like, that is, like, so tired as far as a way to try and talk to someone. Oh, like, okay. So, so just in terms of, like, doing comedy, and this this really helped my, uh, my game as a performer, is I will be doing, like, a lot of these hostel shows in L.A., and a lot of comics would go up there and like i started just doing crowd work and doing my like a lot of the material that you know uh became a uh, couple's therapy was i'd be up there and he's still talking about the album and <laughs> like you know i i like so many comics would be like so do you guys have this and that do you guys have this in that country is that and then i would go on stage and i'd just be like I'd just be like, look, I'm not going to be like, so do you guys have sidewalks there? Side- do you guys have a sky? Do you guys, do you guys have water, running water? Are you from a disgusting country that we bomb? Like, no. Oh, like, so let's, let's talk about fucking nigga. And then i get like an applause break and i do a bunch of crap. And then it would always kind of come back to sex and relationships because that's what people give a fuck about. But you're right. Like, don't, don't stay stuck on the... Great point. Don't yeah. Don't stay stuck on like you say it like this. Do you guys have this? Just like what's up? What's up? Like keep it general. Yeah. Like an accent is not a personality. No. No. And being from somewhere is not a personality. And people in Oakland need to learn that. Jen, <laughs> <laughs> just like traveling is not a personality. All right. Moving on. Well, that's enough sex talk. Okay. So let's get into traveling with friends. The closest I've got I've gotten to traveling with friends is going on the road with like Sammy, Rudy, Trav, whatever. And linking up with the homies in Vegas. And I don't I don't like Vegas as a city, but it's like as men we need it because it's nice. Like, hey, let's meet in Vegas. All right, now let's go back home to our responsibilities. But like that's that's not like really traveling because it's either work or you know, debauchery. I'm not into traveling with friends. I don't really, I don't want to look at a sunset with a nigga. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Like, hey, man, so, so you niggas are trying to do the cha-cha line? Like, <laughs> That's vacation, not travel. I'm saying, though, it's like, well, for, for me, it's like, I'm so, like, I'm definitely not traveling with no fucking comic. 
Um, I'm so fucking into well, that, that, well, okay. That's also like it's like a difference between work and look. So I don't want to travel with, with Ami. Like I want to go solo or with a or with a woman. Um, I feel like girls are more into traveling with friends. Yeah, I think we have a lot more fun with it, and I think I think traveling with women is really fun because it's like like as a woman, you get to just kind of like have like some time where you're really focused on like each of the things you both like. Um, I think women are pretty good at being like, all right, you want to do this thing. I want to do this other thing. Like, and then we'll link up together and still spend time together and like talk about it. Um, I think that though, it's really like, I've heard horror stories about like, luckily I haven't had any horror stories of traveling with friends, Mm -hmm. but there is like a thing of like, Women need to be very pure and honest about and upfront about their intentions of going on a trip because when yes like like okay I've heard the story some variation of the story my friend really wanted to convince me to come visit Japan with her she was all about it she finally convinced me and then we get there and she meets a guy the first night and she spends literally the rest of the time with him and I'm just like there doing nothing and it's so awkward and it's like okay your friend should have told you she wants to go to Japan to, to fuck, you know? Wait, does she already know the guy or? Either way. Okay. Either way. It honestly doesn't even matter. Like, obviously, if you know the guy, you have a better idea that you're going there to see him. But, like, don't pretend to your friend, like, oh, yeah, we'll just hang out with them and then ditch them for the rest of the time. Like, and likewise, like, don't get mad if your friend want doesn't want to do the shit you want to do. Like I'm a very like active like we gotta go do this stuff kind of person, and I do not take it personally if someone just doesn't want to come to that like evenings. <laughs> events, right. You know. Except me, but that's different. It depends what the evening is. Right, like. right, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I did want to go on like a hike with you in Hawaii, and you were very against it. Well, I didn't. I got a rock in my foot. I know. We'll get into that later. So, um, that that's for our next final segment, but. So, um, I, I feel like guys kind of only travel in groups when it's like, like, a, like the obvious of Vegas or sex tourism. Yeah. Or it's like an activity, like a golf trip, a ski Hunting. trip. Yeah. yeah. Joe Prano, he was just telling me how, like, he was in, uh, when we were in Tao, he, he was just there for like a golf trip. So it's like, yeah, it's like hunting. It's like a sports fuck it like there's something active and it's like oh we all go to our bachelor party of course and it's like all right now we go to our chambers and then it's very <laughs> ma- like you know how do you how do you feel about the idea of a couple's trip i don't want to do that shit but i'm just saying like how do you oh feel? like two couples or more on a trip yeah oh gosh like i think you have to be like really tight with them and it can't be like an expectation that you're seeing them all the time you know I feel like there's always going to be one couple that wants to do more with the other couple. Like, it's never going to be purely equal. And that's just going to be annoying. That shit would fuck you up. Like, they don't want to include us. I can already, <laughs> already see how that shit would go mm-hmm. down. I don't want to. We got a friend you're about to get on a call with. We got invited by them to, like, go camping or whatever. I'm like, you niggas already got your friend group. I'm like, because I got this thing where I can't be the only black dude somewhere. I would have gone. Of course you would have, but I'm saying I can't be the only black dude somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm around a lot of people, because I am very much um, a nigga and like, I can't, I need like to be around that energy because it's like, I don't know, like I have some drinks, somebody gets to annoying me. It's it's not saying like I'm like like, uh, Mr. Ghetto. 
I'm just saying, like, it, it's like I need to be around some familiar energy that knows how to, like, feel out the temperature. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so... Any, anything else to unpack with traveling with friends? Um, I guess, like, know your budget, know how much money you've got, because... Let me tell you, some friends can be stingy as fuck when it comes to splitting things, and some friends aren't. Oh, that's how I feel about just like going out with friends. Mm -hmm. That's like what lets me know, like, oh uh, yeah, I can't. I don't. It's nobody I really kind of want to like travel. Like I like it. Like oh, we're in there. Like what's up? Where you at? Let's link up. All right, cool. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. I remember it was. Remember that episode of Sopranos? Yeah. Where is where um Carmela and um uh, uh Jackie Priel's wife Paris. Yeah, they go to Paris, and basically that whole trip didn't, like, work because Carmela was like, okay, we're on a plane, we're on a schedule, da 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 and she's, like, in, like, mom running the house mode, Yeah. and then um, the, uh, I can't remember her name, but but the Aprio wife, she was just, Ro, like, Ro was just kind of like, you're rushing me, and then she's, like, having all these, and Carmela's having these existential conversations with herself out loud. Just think about all the lives that have been here. And then Ro's just like, I don't think about it like that. We're just in fucking Paris. And then Ro, and then Ro meets like a guy, and then uh, and then they're like lighting a candle. And then she lights an extra candle for her dead son. And then basically Carmela asks something that's like close to home. And then Ro's like, What the fuck? Why would you bring New Jersey to Paris? So what I'm saying is, is like, which is very, and this is why The Sopranos is like the best show ever, but. There is like a thing of a friend that like ultimately because like when you travel vacation to travel, you are trying to get into a certain place and have a certain energy. And I think you need to be very aware of if you're going to have somebody that's going to fuck with your mode. 100%. All right. Let's close this out. So my final thing for traveling as a couple is it's very important. And I said this on the California Dreaming episode. But it's very important to travel with somebody when you've already done a two to five hour trip that you can drive or take a train to, you know, because it's like just know when you're like in a small space, like a hotel room, you know, when you're like in a, a certain kind of area where it's like limited things to do and you're just kind of going because it's scenic. Or it's like known for having something like, like like wine country, for example, like whether it's you're going to Napa Sonoma or you want to Paso Robles or you're going to Santa Barbara is the point is it's like you drink some wine, you go out to dinner and maybe you do another thing and you or you go to Solvang if you or whatever. But it's like you're still in like you're in a car, you're in a, a hotel room and you're around each other for most of the time. And I cannot stress that enough for you, traveling with a woman is like know how you guys travel in doses before you get to the my personal opinion i would rather and this is where me and ariel had issues but i would rather do the small dose travel then do a a vacation where it's like very easy breezy before we get to the traveling and the activities and how we want to split all that shit up but that's that <laughs> That's been our show. Thank you very much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Please stay safe out there. Share the podcast. Like I said, share it on your news feed. Share it on your timeline. Also, share my album, Couples Therapy, with a friend. You know, get it on iTunes. Get it on Bandcamp. Uh, listen to it on Spotify if you must. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much. We'll be back on Monday. I truly appreciate it. 
stay safe out there. Be well. Be good to yourselves. Tell yourselves good things. Thank you. <laughs>